Chapter Six, The Little Miner. The next day, the great cloud still hung over the mountain, and the rain poured like water from a full sponge. The princess was very fond of being out of doors, and she nearly cried when she saw that the weather was no better. But the mist was not of such a dark, dingy grey. There was light in it, and as the hours went on, it grew brighter and brighter. Until it was almost too brilliant to look at, and late in the afternoon, the sun broke out so gloriously that Irene clapped her hands, crying, "See, see, Lutie, the sun has had his face washed. Look how bright he is! Do get my hat and let us go out for a walk. Oh dear, oh dear, how happy I am!" Lutie was very glad to please the princess. She got her hat and cloak. And they set out together for a walk up the mountain, for the road was so hard and steep that the water could not rest upon it, and it was always dry enough for walking a few minutes after the rain ceased. The clouds were rolling away in broken pieces, like great overwoolly sheep, whose wool the sun had bleached till it was almost too white for the eyes to bear. Between them, the sky shone with a deeper and purer blue because of the rain. The trees on the roadside were hung all over with drops, which sparkled in the sun like jewels. The only things that were no brighter for the rain were the brooks that ran down the mountain. They had changed from the clearness of crystal to a muddy brown. But what they lost in colour, they gained in sound, or at least in noise, for a brook, when it is swollen, is not so musical as before. But Irene was in raptures with the great brown streams tumbling down everywhere, and Lutie shared in her delight, for she too had been confined to the house for three days. At length, she observed that the sun was getting low, and she said it was time to be going back. She made the remark again and again, but every time the princess begged her to go on just a little farther, and a little farther. Reminding her that it was much easier to go downhill, and saying that when they did turn, they would be at home in a moment. So on and on they did go. Now to look at a group of ferns over whose tops a stream was pouring in a watery arch. Now to pick a shining stone from a rock by the wayside. Now to watch the flight of some bird. Suddenly, the shadow of a great mountain peak came up from behind, and shot in front of them. When the nurse saw it, she started and shook, and catching hold of the princess's hand, turned and began to run down the hill. What's all the haste, Nursey? Asked Irene, running alongside her. We must not be out a moment longer. But we can't help being out a good many moments longer. It was too true. The nurse almost cried. They were much too far from home. It was against express orders to be out with the princess one moment after the sun was down, and they were nearly a mile up the mountain. If His Majesty Irene's papa were to hear of it, Lutie would certainly be dismissed, and to leave the princess would break her heart. It was no wonder she ran, but Irene was not in the least frightened, not knowing anything to be frightened at. She kept on chattering as well as she could, but it was not easy.